episode 502. Thank you all for listening to episode 501. The bloopers are real. I am Alan from Philadelphia here with my co-host. Tony from Tampa. I've got context to mine. You'll enjoy it. Uh, But let's thank some people first. And then we'll talk about the week I had Uh, off. My bad. Terry from Tampa. My apologies. There we go. Terry from Tampa. (laughs) So uh, no parrot tonight. He is uh, working like crazy. So no parrot. Cody's supposed to be back, but he's some, for some reason, working tonight. I don't don't understand. I thought thought he said that he had till the end of the month and he's going to be on days. I know he said when he came back from vacation, but I thought he might have said at the end of the month. I thought he said vacation too. So I'm kind of surprised, but either way, we'll get him back. So in the meantime, thank you to Wes Anderson for moments in time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Thank you to All Work Clothing. Visit allworkclothing.com. Mention over the line podcast and Brandon will hook you up with that deal. Thank you to Crandall's Quality Landscaping. Give Sean a call. 419-704-5471 serves the Toledo and surrounding areas and not Tampa Bay, Florida. Or as you saw in my picture, Daytona. Daytona. <laughs> he might serve it. Thank you, Sean. Thank you to Paper Denim Art. Go to Facebook. Check out Paper Denim Art. Look at some of Danny's artwork and see if there's something that she has out there that you would like and she can get that to you. Or you can put a request in to have her make it for you. As she said, she's behind on orders. She's had things going on in her life like all of us do, but she will get it done for you at a very reasonable price, and it is absolutely worth it. Barracina, you see Frank in the background. It is absolutely worth it. Mm-hmm. Check it out, Paper Denim Art. Thank you to Sparty Steve. And last but not least, Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com. Yeah, make sure you get to datingtransformation.com and get the free consultation when you mention Over the Line podcast. And in the meantime, get to Amazon.com and buy Connell's book, Dating Sucks, But You Don't. All right. So we took a week off for, I think, the first time ever. Yeah. We took a week off and we finally put out the bloopers. And I looked back. We started those bloopers back in like the 230-something episode. So like two and a half years ago, we started the bloopers. It was about 40-minute episodes. So hopefully those that listened to it enjoyed it. I started listening to part of it and I was like, yep. I fucked up a lot. And I would always <laughs> say the same thing. Ah, fuck. God damn it. Yep. Pull it back every time. Pull it back. So it was, uh, it was, it was cool to kind of hear part of that and throw it in there. And finally we were able to release it. So it does exist. And we'll start a new bloopers episode that maybe we'll release in another like 1001, <laughs> two and a half years, or maybe five years. Maybe I don't screw up as much. We'll see. But uh, so let me tell you why. Because Barry, you'll appreciate this. I haven't talked to you about vacation. Mm -hmm. So why I am Alan from Philadelphia today. So day one, last Tuesday, uh, we we go to um, (laughs) to the, or I try to check in on Monday, you know, do my mobile check-in and it says, uh, you can't check in. So I try to do it online. It says, you can't check in. You have to go to the kiosk. I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I go to the kiosk. So I said, hey, we got to leave earlier. So we left at five in the morning to go to the airport. Got there at six, flight was at 8.30 um, or 8.40 for some shit. So we get there and I'm like, all right, I've given myself enough time. You know, I've got pre-check, all of that. And I've got five other, six other people in my party. So five other people, excuse me. And they're all on my phone. So we go in the line. There's only two people working or there were three working. And then one's like, I'm taking a break and just walks away. Line is just ridiculous. And I was thankfully like fifth in line, but it took forever. So I get up to the front and they're like, Oh, I've never seen this. So she had to bring over the other gal that was working to see what's going on. So Alan from Philadelphia was information was in my stuff. And they're like, well, you're not him. I'm like, no. And they're like, well, you got to talk to your travel agent. They screwed something up. I'm like, no, she didn't. She's been booking my shit for 10 years. My stuff is there and it is right. Hmm. And they're like, all right, well, we'll fix this and adjust it. And and then it still had my information in their background and Delta system. So I go through and I, I get out of line and, you know, I get all their boarding passes and they all still have TSA pre-check and I don't. So I step out of that line, go to the TSA guy. And I'm like, look, dude. Like I just stood in that line. They took the pre-check off my stuff. What the fuck? And he's like, just go to sky priority. 
little trick I learned right there, by the way, if you go to Delta, just walk into sky priority, whatever. No one cares. No one checks. <laughs> so I get in and they check my stuff. They're like, did uh, we already send you away? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, who did? And I'm like, that guy right there. And he's like, what guy? I'm like, the guy's standing right there on the end. He's like, so were you up here? I'm like, dude, I just went through that line. My flight is literally in 45 minutes. I am not happy right now. And he's like, all right. And so he marks it off. And he's like, do you have other idea? I'm like, you want my Costco membership, my Sam's membership, my five credit cards, my debit card. You want my business card? You want my badge? What do you want? I'll give you whatever you need. So you can go on the website. You want you, me to you, call, you you, call my mom? Hey. You, yeah, you, yeah my, mom, my mom's on a plane right now from Columbus to Detroit. She might have just landed. She might actually beat me to the fucking thing when she thought we were going to wait on her. She might beat me to the terminal so or the gate. And so I'm like, whatever you need, you can go on the website, the company I am, I'm right on the front page of CFO. So you can find me there. And so they, he let me through no big deal. So I got through, they put all the stuff in and through, I went, I was gone. And so I'm down there and I had to wait 20 minutes for the family who went to pre-check. They had to deal with some shit. We had, you know, between me, my wife and our kids, we had eight bags. So she had six bags that she had to worry about by herself and a stroller, by the way. Yeah. So Grayson carried his own and his two bags, but she had four bags and a stroller. So she did the best that she could. And I had to wait 20 minutes for them to come down. We went to the gate and we literally walked onto the plane. We probably had 15 minute forgiveness, but we had to walk onto the plane. It was nuts. So get there, do vacation, do that whole thing. You know, we did Disney. Disney VIP was fantastic. If I ever go to Disney again, which I know I will, I will never not do VIP it was completely worth it. It's expensive as shit. It was just for the VIP experience was six grand yeah. and for 10 hours. And I tipped the guy 600 bucks. He was fantastic, but it was worth it to take my family one time. And if you take like, and I, what I want to do in the future is take nine buddies, nine of my friends. So 10 of us that are like, we ain't stopping for shit. We ain't eating, bring your snacks with you. We going and we're riding everything in all of these parks. We're getting everything. And you can do it. Like I, we got 17 rides in, like literally walked onto every ride and that's with a baby, two people using scooters, everything. So to take my family was absolutely worth it. I highly recommend doing the VIP experience. If you can afford it, it's fun. It was worth it to do one time with the family, but I'm going to do it with the boys in the future. So definitely recommend. And then, you know, we did things with the pool. The house was wonderful. And uh, we went to Golden Corral one night. That's a, That was a request of my mother-in-law, never gone. We went to the track, Daytona International, did the tour as usual. As you saw, I took those pictures as the cars are going around. Yeah. Perfect timing with Grayson holding up the one at the start-finish line. Had Chastain's car out there and Gordon's car out there. It was cool. That was fun to see. And then, you know, went to the beach. Had to unbury five cars because they kept getting stuck in front of us on Daytona Beach because you can park on the beach. Mm -hmm. And they tell you right when you pull in, hey, do you have four wheel? Yeah, we didn't. But I knew I could get it through if nobody stopped in front of me. Well, a dumb bitch stopped right in front of me yeah. and I had to angle it. And then I could, I pretty much buried myself. So we had to dig her out. And then me and three other guys dug out four other cars. And then I was like, no, we can push this SUV back. My father-in-law is a truck driver, was a truck driver. We'll get it out. So we push him back. And then I told him, I said, just go. And so he took off. I said, I'll walk up and meet you. And he was gone, but yeah, we dug out cars. And then, uh, we went to thank you to Shiv, by the way, Shiv from the grownups and, uh, and one of our good friends here at the show, we were going to go to Clearwater another day on the other side on the golf side. And he said, Hey, I know you've done Clearwater. I know you know how busy it is go to Treasure Island, which is 16 miles south. And it's the same beaches, same white sandy beaches, same wave, mm -hmm. same ocean, you know, all that shit. Dude, I will never go to Clearwater again. I will go 16 miles south to Treasure Island. Literally not busy at all. Very friendly, family friendly. We saw a fucking manatee in the water. Like, just some wild shit. And it was absolutely worth it. Perfect day at the beach. And uh, Kelly's best friend who also works with us was down there in Tampa. So they met us at the beach for the day and we just had a, a fantastic time. And then leads me to <laughs> yesterday. So I knew I tried to check in again and it gave me the same message. I'm like, motherfucker, I'm not dealing with this shit tomorrow. So I went to the airport yesterday, <laughs> drove 35 minutes to the airport. I get in the Delta line and they were much faster in Orlando. They know what the hell they're doing. They had four people working. I get up there and the lady's like, 
all right, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, look, there's somebody else's name on my stuff. I need that gone. And I would, she's like, well, your boarding pass give you peace of mind. I'm like, absolutely. But I want to be able to check in on my phone because then I know it's good. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, it's not pulling up. And she's like, all right, well, you're going to, she's like, oh, when I put your TSA pre-check number in your KTN, it has this guy's information. I'm like, it's not the pre-check number. And she's like, well, you want to talk TSA. So I, I'm done with her go to global entry, wait outside the door for somebody to tell me where the hell TSA is. They tell me where it is. I go to the TSA office and they're like, did you already check online? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, I'm going to tell you to do the same right here. So I look on her phone. I'm like, that's my stuff. She's like, yeah, your information's correct. And she's like, they're idiots up there. And I'm like, I know. So I go back up, tell the guy at Delta, like, hey, dude, I already waited in this line. I'm not waiting again. Get me where somebody knows what they're doing. And I said, no offense to her, but like she tried to help, but I had the same issue in Detroit. I don't want to deal with this shit tomorrow. That's why I'm here today. So I go into this special line. This guy's like, I've seen this. This this has happened a few times. It's a glitch in our system. Let me go get a supervisor. So he goes, gets authorization from the supervisor, comes back, calls corporate, who has to fumble with the stuff. And they're like, we know what to do. He's like, I know what to do. I've already done this. Trust me. Just pull him out of the system, put him back in, put his sky miles in, take him off his reservation. And I said, will my wife be able to get the other four? And she said, he's like, yep, absolutely. So he's, he gets on hold with this lady. She puts him on hold to try to mess with it and do her own thing. And so at the same time, two of the Delta people go on break. So this dude's running another line, <laughs> phone in his ear. This dude was awesome. Like, I was like, promote this fucking guy or I'm going to hire this dude. Like, he was, on, he was, dude, he was on point. And then it comes back. The lady's like, we can't fix it. He's like, I'm telling you, take him out <laughs> and tells her what to do. And then immediately after he does it, he's like, here you go. Pre-checks on there. I'm like, can I get in on my phone? Pulls it up. There I am ready to go. And he's like, it's glitching our system. He's like, I wish people would listen. He's like, Sarah should have known, but she was on vacation when I wrote down how you handle this. So she was the one person on vacation. I'm like, no big deal, dude. You helped me out. So I was two hours at the airport, drove an hour and 10 minutes, you know, there and back total and got on my flight today. No issues. So fucking wild. Never had any issues with Delta, but that glitch. So Alan Agrabarba from Philadelphia was in my information. So now I am now Alan from Philly and just fucking wild, dude. And then get home, you know, and, and uh, my neighbor took wonderful care of the dog, got everything ready. And then I'm leaving again tomorrow night. Got jelly roll on Friday, jelly roll show. Yep. Where's that at? Uh, Valparaiso, Indiana. So if you're bored bear, we need a guy still Friday. <laughs> no, I, I, I cannot. I we have uh, we have interviews for. Oh, that's right. You did so, tell me that because I already asked you. Got them Thursday and then got them Friday. So my boss is going to be in town the next two days. So I will not be able to, unfortunately. Oh, and your boss is no longer my brother. That makes me sad. That is true. That is true. I miss that guy. I'll see him in a month, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, a month, month and two weeks. Month. Oh yeah. It's, uh, oh, is it? Do we do a Labor Day weekend? Labor Day weekend. Well, good. And I'm still waiting on Nate to send something out, but he's Nate, late Nate, like normal. I'll pro I might be in Vegas. Huh? And if I am, I'll try to do a midday. If I was going to say, if you are, we'll either zoom you in or you give me your uh, top and you know that I won't fuck you over or Johnny, yeah, I know whatever you, you want to do. And yeah, I'll give it to you. Know. And then you can just run it. And that's what I mean, we are. You write down best available. I take your best available. Simple as that. Yep. I'll just tell you, this is what I want you to take in these rounds. Yeah. And, yep. uh, and then we're good. No, it'll work. Um, but we'll see. Cause Robbie, Robbie in the lobby turned 60. So we're going to be out in Vegas. Nice. Yeah. it will be a good time, but, yeah, uh, yeah, vacation was good. Go do the shows tomorrow and you know, we're, we're going to be good. We'll be back at it, but yeah, it's been wild. been a wild week. You know, uh, a friend of the podcast, um, mm -hmm. his son passed mm -hmm. away, unfortunately yep. uh, with complications and, and I was, it was tough. Been talking to him. He, he's in good spirits, has had a lot of love from people. Um, but, you know, I can't fathom losing no, a child. So good, good as he can be. I can only imagine. I'm, I'm happy people were putting stuff out there. I um, gave to his meal train. I was obviously a, the least I could do for that. But I know um, not that, but I know how it is to lose someone close like that. So anything helps. Yep. He's absolutely. A good dude, so yeah. Yes, he is. Uh, definitely, yeah. He, yep. Definitely keep, definitely got to keep him in their prayers. Cause yeah, it's terrible. I mean, just tragic. Yeah. They're, 
they're going to have a, um, a memorial scholarship fund for him. And uh, I'm going to, I'm going to put my, my money towards that. So, um, and I'm going to get with him in the next week or two. So, you know, we're going to get together, miss the guy. So, um, you know, our thoughts go out to him from, from us to him, of course, and we know him very well. So our thoughts go out to him and his family. Um, but, you know, we, we haven't done a show in two weeks, you know, we banged it out with episode 500, which still your reigning defending tag team we, champions on the wall. We still kept the belts uh, and in dominating fashion. We didn't even get to Jeopardy. Yeah, four to one. We didn't make it there. Four games to one. And, and we was, were close was, on the other game. I was sandbagging the last one so we could get to Jeopardy. <laughs> still, we won. So. Still, we won. And we we just mopped the floor with him. Old Parrot and Cody, I'm like, Cody, you might need a new teammate. And he's like, nah, me and Parrot are getting this. So <laughs> maybe they'll get us in Jeopardy. We're going to find out. Yeah, I don't know. Very, and Very possible. <laughs> Yeah, they're gonna get us at some point. So oh, I think I think eventually Jeremy's gonna skeeve against us and oh he absolutely will. You know he is a lot of wrestling questions. He knows Cody's gonna know. So oh dude, he he knows that and he's he's gonna get us. One of these weeks he's gonna get us. So he um, Jeremy. That motherfucker jumped up to first in our national as well. Had a right? big week this week. Yeah. So he left me a message. He's not going to be on tonight. I didn't, I only read the top part, so I'm not going to read it because I want us to be able to read it together. And we're going to try to figure this out. It's a game. So we'll see what we can do. I got to get a piece of paper. So if you have paper available, all I, all I read was this first paragraph and part of the second, I was like, I'm not going to read anything else because I want to do it with bear on the show and make it right. So you know, I'm not going to scree on this, so I haven't read it yet. All right. All right. Let me share the old screen. So this is our trivia for this week. And can you see it all right? Yes. All right. So he won't be available tonight. A doozy of a game. If you all try it, if you choose to do so, this could be fun or an epic fail. I know last time I had a cell phone game, it did not work out well. So this could be the redeemer. Okay. So we need our phones. Forgot about that get the phones ready new game for you all tonight this will be a little confusing but hopefully it's easier than it looks can use your cell phone to look up the answer or anything else you want first one to shout out the secret word wins five points the secret word is five digits long i have five sets of clues two clues to each set the first clue in the set will reveal one of five letters of the secret word the second clue of the set will reveal a number and that number will tell you which digit the letter goes in. For instance, if you see the following clues, first letter of Gray's favorite singer, T, Taylor. <laughs> number Allen Iverson more. Three. So then the T would go in the third spot of the code word was Iverson's number. Hopefully this makes sense. So the clues below are in random order and you can uncover them as in order that you would like. So I'm going to... Yeah, if we can use our phones or we can use our computers. What do you want to use? It doesn't matter. I, I have my phone ready. All right. I'm going to pull this over here. So I have another thing there. Wow, that brightened it up. Holy shit. All right. So you know what to do, right? Yep, you... I got it. I got it. All right. They'll have to write the clues down quickly or pause the podcast after each clue. Wouldn't we just do all the clues at once? Hey. Unless he wants, I mean, unless I, we can't go one at a time, because how are we going to shout it out? We literally got to blaze through it, don't we? Uh, yeah, let's try it. Let's see. All right. All right. So the first letter of the last name of the actor who played, who placed, played Cousin Sean in The Departed. The number Pee Wee Reese wore when and had retired by the Dodgers. First letter of the actor who played Cousin Sean. I know who Pee Wee Reese is. Of course, first thing I'm going to pop up, Pee Wee Herman. Of course it does. All right. So, yeah, I feel like we got to show all clues, don't you? I think, I mean, you can kind of do it this way because I see what he's doing. He wants you to guess the letter and the number and then you guess and he said that the secret word is a pro wrestler so yep all right 
yeah, I mean, I feel like, I guess, I, I guess, yeah, because if we do it this way, we're going to just be sitting here doing this. We're going to get it at the same time, right? Right. You just want to show them all? Yeah, let's just show them all and we'll try to. All right, here we go. I feel like we should be talking. <laughs> I mean, this is, yeah. Or we, we got to go. <laughs> this is tough. It's quite a bit. All right. The Nash WCW brands. The hell is Steve Albert? I don't know who the hell that is. We're removing the Black Stallion franchise. What? I don't know what that is. The Black Stallion, a horse movie. Yeah. How many things were there? One, two, three. Four, five, five, right? Yeah. First letter of the first name. Um, yeah. Secret word is a pro wrestler. Oh boy, I don't think I'm getting. Uh, I don't think I'm getting this one. What in the world? Do you have the same stuff I do? Um, I got cribsy. <laughs> no, I don't have that. Oh, I'm on the last clue, but I didn't get one of them. Oh, I got it. Crash. Yeah, that probably makes sense. But it's not even spelled right. It's spelled with a K. Or is it supposed to be Crash Holly? Probably, I, I would guess. Or is it Crush? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's still spelled incorrectly. That's why I'm confused. Crush would be C R C R U S H, but which one was three? Black Stallion movies. Yeah, but I I don't know who the hell the Minnesota Vikings DB is. It doesn't pop up for me. So I'm just throwing out Crush. I'll have to ask him. Is it Crush? <laughs> he won't answer. This is uh. Uh, let's see. We're gonna find that because he didn't. So S N E S Tech. Oh boy. So that was. I gotta find the right team here, but I think it's gonna be Crush. Which is wild because it can't be first letter of the first well, name. Yeah, he spells it with a C. <laughs> no, so it's got to be crash. So yeah, C for me, it's crash. But he also spells it with a C. For one, I got K. Crash. <laughs> what was number one? So number one, P. P. Wee Reese. Yeah, that was number one. One. And then the dude was Kevin Corgan. Yeah, so C. First letter of the last name. First letter of the last name. I don't know how to read. Crash. Yeah. I, who was the Minnesota Vikings DB who were 26? It didn't pop up. Uh, Audrey McMillan. McMillian. That's the one so, I couldn't get. So, because I was like, can't be B. I looked at the wrong one. So, what I did is I put in Tech Mobile SNES rosters. <laughs> That's what I did too. And I scrolled down the whole Vikings one and it wasn't even in the 26 wasn't even in there. It didn't even have a number 26. It's on this game spot one. So I'm going to say crash. <laughs> I think you're right. All right. So good. Maybe I'll get five points. Maybe I won't. What the hell was that? I liked it. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun, but it was, it was hard. We'll have to do that again. I'll do that again when there's more guys. Makes it interesting. Interesting. Damn, look at Netflix added 5.9 million subscribers in quarter two. Yeah, the doubling up, expectations. Kicked everybody off. Kicked all the sharers off. Yep. That's what they got to do. People had to buy their shit. 
All right. So let's go into golf. Yeah. Um, Scottish Open last week. Rory McIlroy ended up winning. Uh, birdied 17 and 18 to beat Robert McIntyre. Uh, Byung Hung An finished third. David Lingmer finished third. Scotty Scheffler finished third. JT Poston finished sixth. Nikolai Hosgard sixth. Tom Kim sixth. Tommy Fleetwood sixth. Terrell Hatton sixth. Rounds out your top 10. Our, uh, for our guys, um, best was Parrot, who had Tommy Fleetwood, got a six from him. Next was Cody, who I picked, Tom Hoagie, because it was close to Hogan, got a nine <laughs> for him. Dub <laughs> with Min Woo Lee with a 35, and Gray and I tie at 42. Myself with Xander Souffle, and Gray with Ricky Faller. So this week, Open Championship, Royal Liverpool Golf Club at Hoy Lake, the last major of the year. Um, last time this major was at Hoy Lake, Rory beat Ricky by two strokes, I think, one or two strokes. Um, so, yeah, um, Rory's playing well. Big favorite, big favorite this week. I think he's like plus 300 and everyone else, or like Scotty or Rom is like plus, plus 12. Yeah. yeah. So um, big favorite for Rory this week. But it's Rory still in a major, so there's a letdown spot somewhere in there. Um, updated standings though. Gray at 29.8, still in first. Myself in second, close with 32.7. Dub in third with 33.4. Parrot in fourth with 34.3, all in striking distance, except for Cody, most likely not, um, at 38.5. Sydney in last for all of us who pick him. So you got to gain 12 a week, seven weeks left, and you're down by 81. Yep, very possible. Very possible. So this week, I'm going to go with a guy I haven't taken. I'm going to save Rom, save save Xander, and uh, I'm going to take a guy that is plus three thousand, but still a uh, former FedEx Cup champion, Dustin Johnson. Dustin Johnson. Um, Doug Dub took Brooks Kepka, by the way, and I am sticking with the live theme of guys and going with last year's champion, Mr. Cam Smith. Smith. The repeat at Hoy Lake. He's been playing some good golf and live. Pretty excited for it. So uh, I got my bets. I got my bets on Cam Smith at plus 2,000. He's dropped down since then to plus 1,600. So he is becoming um, a favorite, but damn, he's been playing good. So hopefully he keeps it up. And hopefully DJ, remember, only plays three rounds. Oh, God. I'm going to go. I'm actually, I'm actually flying to Hoy Lake tonight, and I'm going to go throw a bag of Coke. Um, in, his, <laughs> in his uh hotel so he gets and, excited and, and then, while you're at it can you do me a solid and steal uh his his girl elena uh, i'll take her she'd probably do the, all the coke that's yeah, fine bring her <laughs> <laughs> all right so oh, well, we gotta pick for cody because you know he ain't. oh shit we gotta pick for cody let's keep uh who's let's english? who's a nice english person we can pick for cody no we gotta keep we gotta keep the we gotta keep it going we gotta keep live guys he's getting does he has he taken Bryson yet? Um, Doesn't look like it. No, he has not. So it looks like we're going um, Bryson DeShamble for Cody this week. Bryson DeShamble. So I'll tell Bird we need his picks. I think you texted him already today, didn't you? Oh, did he? No, I think you texted him and asked him for it. Did he ever respond? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Oh, yeah, he did. Rory McElroy. I bet he's already taken him. He did. Yep, sure. <laughs> Knew that was going to happen. Yeah, because he picked, uh, who did he pick? Byron, too, for NASCAR. He's probably already picked him, too. Let's see. Sure as shit. <laughs> Let's yep. give him another live guy. Uh, Joaquin Neiman. That's a good one. He's been playing some good golf. Taking the live, guys. Joaquin Neiman. We're going all live this week. I hope they finish one through five. Uh, I mean, they certainly could, but I don't know. With Scheffler and Rom, I don't know. We're going to see. Rory. We're going to see, but um, hold on a second. Let me put that in. Jackie. Don't forget to watch uh, Always Sunny this week. Yeah, I missed like the last three now, so I got to get caught back up again. 
I watched last week's um, in Florida. It was a good one. It was the gang goes bowling. Fantastic. Yeah. With the McBoyles. I saw the, um, I saw some shit on that. So I'm excited to see that one because that'll be good. And this week's that uh, comes out tonight. Dennis takes a mental health day. Oh God. That should be good. That should be good. As we're winding down the season. And I showed my father-in-law, the water park episode and Grayson. Grayson made us watch it twice. AIDS. We got AIDS. And he's like, don't put your butthole on the pool drain. <laughs> Mac, stop talking to kid about their buttholes. <laughs> oh, man. It's such a good episode. Yes, such it is. One of the best. <clears throat> what did you, what, what'd you say your favorite was? Uh, I mean, my favorite is one of my favorites is the uh, Charlie Wildcard one. They're doing so, the limo stuff, and he's like pretending to be the millionaire. Oh, I gotta watch that. I don't know if I've seen that. That's when he, it's when he goes on the date, and the um, Matt or Dennis and Mac are trying to give him the tips, and he keeps saying instead of a full, oh, he's a full on full rapist. on rapist. Yeah, he's sweating and starts eating cheese. But that's when he gets in. That's when Frank has the limo, and he gets in there, and he's like, well, "I'm the wild card, bitches." Oh, <laughs> so good. That one's a good one. I love Charlie work. It's a classic. Yeah, um, obviously the dentist system is great. Um, There's another one that I really like. Um, uh, we got to love the Boggs episode, of course. Oh, yeah. The Boggs I, got, I got all numbers. Numbers. Fuck, what is the other one? I'm trying to think now, but I can't. Um, yeah, there's another one that I, I truly yeah, I, I enjoy. Fucking hilarious. Damn. Claudio is just spinning. And spinning. Damn, that was wild. All right, so NASCAR. NASCAR, New Hampshire. Guess what? It rained again. Big shock. Got rained out until Monday. Um, and Martin Truex Jr. absolutely dominated. I bet old Marty Truex Jr. wishes that that motherfucker could rain. Yes. Wow. Fuck yes. I've got my pick. He went Cam Smith, son of a bitch. No, I'm putting no. my pick in for the for the Glen. No, I was talking about Parrot. He uh, he won Cam Smith. All right, got two Cam Smiths on the board. Um, yeah, but another Monday race that Truex won. By the way, this is two Monday races he's won now this year. I'm sure he'd love to race on Monday all the time. He absolutely dominated New Hampshire. I think he led like 220 to 301 laps. Best car all day, just pure domination. Um, but I got second with Joseph Logano. Um, Gray with a fifth out of bad Brad Keselowski. He's having a really good year, man. I, I really hope he wins. He's finally figured it out with RFK. Super good. Um, and the rest of them, well, not so great. Dub had Ty Gibbs. He got a 27. Um, he was up there a lot, but got caught in a wreck at the end. Um, Cody, well, I'm sorry, Parrot had Christopher Bell, who started on the pole, got a 29th because he wrecked. And Cody, um, I picked him Eric Amarola because, you know, he didn't make picks, got a 34th. Updated standings. I am in the lead at 14.3. Gray is, I'm sorry, Parrot is in second at 16. Gray is in third at 16.9. Cody somehow in fourth still at 17.7. And Dub is in last at 18 as his average. This week, the M&M's fan appreciation at Pocono. I'm going to have to buy some M&M's so I can watch this race and eat M&M's because it sounds good. Actually, this is probably a fun race to go to. I bet they give M&M's away here for free. Hell yeah. Um, so me as the leader, I'm going with one William Billy Byron. Um, hopefully he can get another win and uh, have what would that be five for him on the year? I think if he gets another W. So we're gonna go with Byron's uh, having a great year, man. Yes, he is. He's hot. This is your and it's a guy that came from i racing. That's how he got his start. Mm-hmm. That's what's amazing. He's finally he's finally turning into a really good driver. So. He's going to be the best one in Hendrick um, after too long because Larson has fallen off big time this year. He has not had a good year. Which is amazing when you look at when you look at Larson. He's got two wins, more top fives than Byron. He's got nine and ten top tens, one less mm-hmm. than Byron. And he's won six, or he's had sorry, not one six. He's had six DNFs. That's what's that's what's wild. 
And then uh, the guy I'm taking this week has 17 starts. He missed three races, so he's going to have to win. He has to win. He has uh, <laughs> he has four more starts than our friend uh, Chase Elliott. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to take Alex the Showman Bowman. He needs a win. He's got three top fives, six top tens, and 17 races. Not having a good, not having a really good year, but he races pretty decent here. So I'm going to go uh, Showman Bowman. Yeah, um, he's having a poor year as well. Just we'll see if he can get back on track, but I still think all Hendrick is going to make the playoffs. Are, are you ready for this, by the way? Are you ready? Um, yeah. Who, who's, I'm, I'm, oh, you're going, with, you're going with yours at the Glen. Yep. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Just announced, baby. Bam! Oh, yeah, I'm going to move Chase Elliott to the breakyard the week before. Sorry. 100%. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I hit the wrong one. 100% going to happen. Bam! SVG's on that one. <laughs> okay, well, I'll put him there then. No, I'm kidding. Um, sorry, he's, he's going to be at, he's I heard, at Indy. Yeah, I heard the rumor that he was going to come back, and I was hoping it was going to be for one of those races. So, yeah, I think we may be using the same guy there. Um, Cody, who's, who just... Who smells Pocono and M&M's to Cody? Who should we pick for Cody? Who is the triangle Pocono M&M master for Cody? Uh, let's see. Triangle Pocono master who loves M&M's. Um, not Kyle Bush because he's already taken him. Yeah. He doesn't like M&M's anymore. Not anymore. Here, let's, uh, uh. let's see if we can get this. Who would be a fat NASCAR driver? That's what I was looking for. Is Cole Custer racing this week? That's what I was. <laughs> I think he is. I think this is his last week. Cold Custer. In the 51. So let's give him some cold cuts this week. Cold Custer. Cold. Not two. Cold Custer for Cody. Eric picked Byron, which he picked um, week three and one with him. So. He will not be getting Byron again. We'll tell him. You took Byron. So did he take Cam Smith with you? He did, yes. Hmm. Let's see. Let's see who he needs to take. Let's look at all let's look at the parrot system, shall we? Is he taking yep, here it's a busher. That that's going to be an episode for us. The parrot system. We just got to come up with what P A R R O T stands for. Yeah, parrot. Um, let's see. Pray, Ardvark. <laughs> Read. Um, is he taking Bubba? He hasn't taken Bubba yet. Maybe we'll give him Bubba this week. Bubba races well here. We'll ask him, Bubba Wallace, the old Parate. Hey, that one week that uh, they took, who was that? Jeremy took Larson, 36. Yep. Last. Come on, Jeremy. Come on. Hey, look, shock. The idiot dude's won. Who's that? The elite. Oh, big, big shocker. Big old shocker. Big shock. We're all shocked here. Well, let's see if Parrot comes back with that. Uh, old Parate missed the Parrot. We'll do a quick. Uh, we'll do a quick baseball standing since we're after the All Star break. And uh, the Yankees suck. Vladdy, Vladdy Jr. won the home run derby, and the NL won the All Star game. So we're back off the All Star break. That's what we missed. Uh, we took the same week as the All Star break off. So good for us. Um, yeah, so the Rays and Orioles are tied for first in the East right now. Um, the Twins, two up on the Guardians. We have the Rangers, four and a half up on the Astros in the West. Going to the NL, the Braves are up nine and a half on the Phillies. The Brew Crew is up two and a half on the Reds. And the Dodgers are up one and a half on the Diamondbacks and Giants. So a lot of tight races besides the National League East. Um, the Braves look like the best team in baseball right now, hands down. Um, I, I just, I think they, I think they are pretty solid, even though they've lost four in a row. But I mean, they lost four in a row, and they're still nine and a half up in their division. That's Who's that? The Braves. Jesus. Yep. 
So, um, yeah, I think they're looking like the best team in baseball, definitely in the National League. And, um, you know, the Rays, the Rangers look really good. Um, and the Orioles, just, they just hang around, man. They just hang around there. But a lot of baseball left to go, probably about another 340 games. So we got to <laughs> we give well, our baseball preview. Since we're, uh, since we're speaking of baseball, let me go over some of my uh, screenshots here. This is wild. Babe Ruth. He had 159 home runs in his first 674 games. Win loss 35 and 18 in his first 455 career innings pitched. Shohei Otani, 160 home runs in his first 674 games, 35 and 19 in his first 455 innings pitched. Career innings pitched, excuse me. So pretty damn close. Wild. So, um, sorry, I missed golf. Did you see that Charlie Hall at the Aramco Team Series presented by Piff in London shot a five under 68 and had a 10 on his scorecard? Jesus. So he could have been 10 under if he would have just parred that par five. Wow. Jesus. He went, he went five, three, both pars, and then a, a birdie on three, a birdie three, par four uh birdie two a 10 on a par five birdie three par four birdie four par four par three birdie three birdie four birdie two birdie four par birdie two birdie four so six of the last seven holes he birdied that is fucking crazy so going in he was one over going into 12 and finished five under nuts so that was that was kind of wild. And just going down the list. So, who is the second oldest active player in the NBA? Mm. Um, Sean Marion still play? <laughs> no. Maybe. So, so who's the oldest first off? It's not LeBron, is it? LeBron's two. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. Derrick Rose? No, he's after him. Andre Iguodala. Uh, okay. The youngest active player in the NBA is the Piston Center, Jalen Duran, 19 years old. Yep, kid can be a stud. Found that kind of wild that LeBron is now the second oldest active player in the NBA, mm-hmm. but still playing at the top of his game. I don't fucking these idiots that say, oh, LeBron can't play anymore. I'm like, okay, look at the fucking stat line. Yeah, I mean, people, people just don't understand. I mean, you're just hating to hate at that point. Yep. Truly are. That's that's what they do. Bubble Wallace for Parate. All right. Picks are in. Uh, I think we've talked about this one before. I don't remember. But let me, uh, let me pull this back up. So, strange one. Cecil Fielder finished his career with 319 home runs. His son, Prince Fielder, finished his career with 319 home runs. But wait, there's more. Both had 97 two-out home runs. Both had 49 fourth-inning home runs. Both had 29 fifth-inning home runs. And both had 18 ninth-inning home runs. Also, both father and son had exactly 40% of their hits go for extra bases. They planned it. Yes, they did. <laughs> they absolutely did. Um, I, and I wanted to see. We're going to get into NFL soon. So um, do you agree with this? Here are the current top 10 running back running backs overall based on rating. Nick Chubb, number one, 97. McCaffrey, number two, 96. Jacobs, number three, 95. Derrick Henry, number four, 94. Saquon, number five, 93. Cook, number six, 91. Eckler, number seven, 89. Also uh, basically tied for number seven. Jonathan Taylor at 89, Tony Pollard, number nine at 88, and Aaron Jones also at 88. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty good list. I think I'd move Henry up a little bit and Jacobs down a little bit. 
That's what I was going to say. Jacobs has one good year. Um, but I think the rest of them I like. I think that's a fair list. Maybe move Jonathan Taylor up. I mean, people just forgot that the dude just won the rushing title and then got hurt um, or probably would have been better. And there's a dude on that list who's not even playing in the NFL right now, technically Dalvin Cook. So, yeah, put that as you will. Dallas should sign him for, you know, $2 million. That sounds like they're going to sign Zeke back, which makes sense. They are going to sign him back? That's what it sounds. That's the rumor is, but we'll see. I mean, there's still a lot of good backs out there, and they're all bitching that they're not getting paid. Pollard didn't sign his extension. Zach Martin's bitching. It's just that time of year where everyone's going to start complaining about their money. So, blah, blah, blah. Just fucking play football. You're getting paid millions of dollars to play a game. Just fucking play football. Football. All right. And block. Right. Well, I need you to pick a number between one and two. Uh, 1.69. So two. Got it. Is that me or you? Uh, me, clearly. You're number two? Okay. I'll be number one. We got to read the U- who work for? <laughs> we got to read the UFC card. Where are they at this week? Uh, it is in it's London new, at the O2 new, Arena. Yeah, it's a noon start I saw, which, by the way, July 20, uh, next week's um, card that we'll discuss next Wednesday on the podcast. Dude, that pay-per-view is going to be fucking awesome. Is it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Hold on a second. I'm pulling up, uh, pulling up the card, but yeah, I think it's UFC 291 maybe. Um, yeah, it's going to be just sick. Uh, 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 events upcoming there we go Uh, and it's in Salt Lake City which I find wild next week's card yeah it's in fucking Utah what's the main Um, Poirier and Gaethje too that'll be fun here I'll after after we do this I'll run down that card or I'll give you the top five because, yeah, I mean, the, the main – I mean, the whole card's sick, but the main card is – I mean, there's – that's the first time I've seen five good fights on paper on a main card in a long time. So something's going to happen and go wrong and cancel a fight? Most likely. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm two, right? I'm on the right? You're on the right. I'm on the left. So UFC fight night from London, United Kingdom, starting at noon on Grayson's birthday. Big old 10 for uh, Grayson. Double digits. You got to do this. Self high five. Mm -hmm. All right. In a flyweight bout hailing from Brazil, Jafel Filho. And his opponent from Espana, Daniel Perez. And in a women's strawweight bout hailing from Ireland and part of the Judgment Day, Shauna Bannon. And her opponent from Brazil, Bruna Brazil. Who would have guessed that one? On <laughs> uh, a lightweight bout, hailing from Scotland, Chris Duncan. And his opponent from Israel, Y. Anal Yashmus. Oh, I mean, Yanel. Yanel Ashmus. Ah, <laughs> uh, in a women's bantamweight bout, number four, hailing from Brazil, Ketlin Vieira. And her opponent from Sweden, Pani Kianzad. Love it. Middleweight bout from Uzbekistan, Makamud Muradov. <laughs> and his opponent from it's the Makamud. <laughs> Makamud. His opponent from the United States, Brian Bam Bam Barbarina. One of my favorites, actually. I like Bam Bam. Dude just fucking brawls. Dude, look at how white this dude is. Holy shit. Right? Oh, my. Is that Casper? Hailing in a heavyweight bout, hailing from England, Mick Casper the Friendly Ghost Parkin. And his opponent from the United States, another big man, Jamal Pogues. All right. In a lightweight bout, hailing from England, again, Mark Diakis. Sure. And his opponent from Espana, Joel Alvarez. Classy mustache, Joel. In a welterweight bout, hailing from England, Dan Smith, BYU. No, Danny Roberts. 
And his opponent from the United States looks like he's straight out of the trailer park, Johnny Parsons. wonder if he's related <laughs> to Benny Parsons. Rest in peace, Benny Parsons. And rounding out the prelims, again, from England, because everybody on the left side's from England, it seems like. Or, you know, UK, Ireland, Scotland, wherever. In a Bantamweight bout, hailing from England, Davy Boy Smith Grant. <laughs> And his opponent from Peru, don't know if I've ever seen that before, Daniel Marcos. This is the second guy that has a red stripe. Must be their team. All right, on the main card. All right, uh, from England, shock. Is it Laron? Laron. Laron Murphy. Laron Murphy. And his opponent from Australia in this featherweight bout, Josh Kulibao. In a lightweight bout on my side, hailing from England, Jai Herbert the Pervert. <laughs> and his opponent from France, this guy will most likely tap out or surrender, Ferris Ziam. Hailing from Scotland, number nine in the middleweight division, Paul Craig. You know his nickname. You could almost guess it if you look at it and think of Inglorious Bastards. I got nothing. The Bear Jew. Oh, Jesus. Paul Bear Jew Craig. Yeah. And he looks just fucking like him, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Now that you say it, yep. I haven't seen Inglorious Bastards in a while. He's This dude's crazy. He paints like his whole body for the way it's fucking nuts. Yeah, this dude's a psycho. Oh, that's him? Yep, that's him. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Um, and the 14th ranked middleweight from Brazil and Paul the Bear Jew Craig's opponent, Andre Frankie Munez. <laughs> All right. Fights on the fucking main card. Featherweight bout hailing from England, Nathaniel Wood. And his opponent from the United States, Andre Feely. And a women's flyweight bout hailing from, you guessed it, England, Molly. I love Molly McCann, though. She's fun. The meatball. Um, And her opponent from Lithuania, Julie Ja. Stoliarenko. I think you did it right. And in the main event, heavyweight bout, heavy favorite, minus 440, hailing from England, Tom Aspinall. Really good fighter, but I think these odds are way stacked just because of the home field advantage. The number 10 ranked heavyweight from my second home country of Poland, Marcin Tybura. Um, Tybura is a bad motherfucker. Um, I'll granted the home crowd and all that. That's probably why Aspinall's a huge favorite, and Aspinall's super good. But I'm gonna sprinkle a little bit on Tybura because he's got hands of motherfucking stone. He's got it. So we also got it, and we wrapped up the show. So welcome back, us. Uh, we'll hope to see the parrot soon. Sorry, Matt Damon, we couldn't get you on the show. Matt Damon, <laughs> Bears favorite. Uh, if you, I haven't seen it yet, but I need to go see uh, the old new Mission Impossible 19 at some point. But what I really want to see coming out, Oppenheimer. Well, I do. I do need to go see that. It's going to get beat by Barbie, unfortunately. Oh, for sure. They come out the same week, but dude, all the people we're talking about is Oppenheimer. Like how how crazy this is going to be, and you know. You, you can feel the sense of regret. And I don't know if you've heard this yet. There is no CGI in this film. I heard that, which I found to be crazy. So that makes me even more interested to watch it. Yeah. And plus it's fucking Chris Nolan. And so, by the way, we were in Florida one night. Uh, I was playing Fortnite and I stopped playing after a while with the parrot. And, you know, all the t- three of the four TVs in the house had Dark Knight on. And I just sit there anytime I can watch it because, dude, every time I just still to this day cannot believe that's Heath Ledger yeah it's just one of those one of those movies with one of those characters that you forget who is that who that person is unfortunate he died during filming of that yeah post-production he had filmed everything died in post-production he was dating what's her face Mary Kate Olsen at the time and just just sad man just sleeping pills and you know accidental overdose that shit sucks Mm -hmm. And, uh, but man, 28, and it's weird to think about now. He was 28 years old. Yeah. It does not. I mean, and that movie was what? Oh, six. Oh, eight. 
Oh, eight? Yeah, so that's been... It came out actually 15 years ago last week, I think. Yeah, 15 years ago. I'm going to have to watch it now. And by watch oh, it, it's... I mean put it on when I go to bed so I can fall asleep. Actually, sorry. It came out 15 years ago yesterday. Nice. July 18th? Mm. Yep. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to watch it now. So, and, and when you look back and just see the cast that was in that movie, like, cause you, you, now that it's been 15 years, you realize who these people are. Christian Bale, phenomenal actor. Michael Caine, phenomenal actor. Maggie Gary Oldman, Gyllenhaal. Maggie Gyllenhaal, Gary Oldman, legend, you know, yep. in, in his own right. I mean, he was, uh, cause he won, he won an Academy Award finally uh, for Churchill. And he was unbelievable as Churchill. Who is Two Face? I always forget his name. Uh, Aaron Eckhart. Aaron Eckhart. Love Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, he's great. Morgan Freeman, legend. Um, Eric Roberts was in it. Yeah, yeah. You forget about Eric Roberts because I mean he always plays the bad guy in every movie he's ever in. Yeah, Julia Roberts. uh, Julia Roberts' uh, brother. Yeah. And then it's um, funny though he really does play the bad guy in literally every fucking movie, but he's so good at it because he's just got that creepy face. And then Michael Jai White, who was uh, he was he was in there, and he was Spawn. If you ever saw the movie Spawn from the nineties, a long time. He was Gamble, the one that uh, said, "I'll give you five hundred grand dead, a million alive, so I could teach some manners first. Okay. Yep, I remember. that was him. And then in the beginning, uh, William Fickner. You know, he's the one that works in the mob bank that shoots the shotgun at the guy, okay. like at the at the clowns coming in, yep. and at the end, Ledger gets him, shoots yep. him, and you know takes it. Uh, another one we forget, oh Debo, he was in the end on the boat. He was one of the prisoners, tiny tiny Lister. He was in the movie. He's one of the prisoners who has a few words in the movie. I'm gonna have to re- now. I'm definitely gonna have to rewatch it. Yeah, Debo, and then. Uh, yeah, uh, Cillian Murphy, Killian Murphy, whatever you want to say, who is Oppenheimer in the upcoming movie. He's Scarecrow. He's in it. Like, you just look back and you're just like, holy shit. And then somebody that, did you watch um, uh, Colin McFarlane, of course, he was in there as the commissioner, Gillian Loeb. And um, did you ever watch, um, oh God, what was it? Tulsa King. Um, I've, I've heard of it. I've not watched it, though. You absolutely need to watch that movie. I watched Tiger King. No. That <laughs> yeah, was funny. It was, like the, it, it was like the best thing over COVID to waste time. God, that had to just be freaking insane, though. So I'm trying to think. If you watch that, so you remember the Chechen from Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, who was the who has the dogs? Yeah. We like dogs. Yeah. So he is the villain. And I was like, why does that dude look familiar? Because he looks completely he's older now. He's bald. He doesn't have long black hair. He's bald, has a goatee and wears sunglasses all the time. And I'm like, oh my God, it's the Chechen. I had to look. I'm like, why does he look familiar? And I look up his name. I'm like, oh, there's a dark. He was the Chechen. Holy shit. He was awesome. Tulsa King worth it sly sly is meant to be an old mobster i fucking loved that show i think that's probably why i didn't watch it just because i'm getting sick of fucking sylvester stallone and everything at 100 years old what else is he in i mean every single creed movie oh well he was in what one and two he wasn't in three the expendables Um, oh yeah that's coming back expendables four but he expendables four but he's dipping out Jeez. And stay, Statham's taken over. It's just going to be a whole bunch of failed wrestlers, isn't it? Yeah, Hulk Hogan. The first one was great. I love the first Expendables. And then when they made the second one, one of the worst movies I've ever watched in my life. You didn't like it with John claude The second one? No, the second one was fucking terrible. First one, great. Because you knew kind of what you were going to expect, but it was, you know, the guy. then they just started to add motherfuckers. How many tough guys can we add? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Just not my thing. Not my cup of tea on the other ones. And it was the same fucking storyline. Just done worse. And then the third one was with uh, Mel Gibson. Again, even fucking worse. Mel Gibson is no tough guy at all. Why? Because he played in Patriot? No, because he was uh, that, that dude from Scotland. Was yeah, Scotland? Braveheart, Patriot plays the same fucking role in everything. Hey, man, he was in Lethal Weapon. Danny Glover made that movie. That franchise. 
Danny Glover's the shit. I miss Danny Glover. By the way, you know there's a Beverly Hills Cop 4 coming? Oh, why? Why do they keep remaking shit? I don't... going to be in it? Eddie Murphy is, yeah. He's the main. And the guy doesn't age. Oh, no. And so I'm down for Beverly Hills Cop 4. People hate 3. It's got a terrible, terrible rating. I still love 3 because they're at the amusement park. Hilarious. Wonder World. <laughs> it's, it's... Rotten Tomatoes is fucking awful. What is it? Two percent. Cop three. Uh, I'll tell you right now. Hold on. Rotten Tomatoes for Beverly Hills Cop three. It's at an eleven percent. Yeah, not bad. Audience is at thirty-five. I am in that thirty-five. I love that movie. I think it's great. Uh, yeah. I don't. I'm not going to put it on my top to watch here coming up. And for those of you that are Batman fans and, you know, the flash came out, Keaton was back as Batman. It did not even crack 300 million at the box office, probably mainly because of Ezra Miller. Um, but it's, it's already on video on demand after a month. It did not do well. Biggest box office flop of a superhero movie. It's expected to end lower than Green Lantern. Oof. That is not good. Uh, it is not, no. So it grossed $267.5 million against the $200 million budget. So, but you got to remember, they spent a shitload on marketing. Right. Fail. Flop. Sucks, but you know, it is what it is. Ezra, yeah. Ezra screwed that all up. But it was, I think it was rated decent. Let's see what it was rated at. Because I care, I, I don't mind what the critics say, but I'm more interested in audience score. So the tomato meter has it at 63% good, and audience was 83%. No, and now they're, you know, but now the Batman with patents, and I mean, that's just been crushing everything. And see, like Batman versus Superman, I like that movie a lot with Affleck and Henry Cavill. And because I understand the comic and the whole thing that they're trying to do. And I knew what he was trying to do. I watched it the other night. It was on TV. 29% Rotten Tomato. But fans have it at 63. So Hmm. I usually try to trust fans. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Justice League. Like Justice League had 39% Rotten Tomato, 67% um, from fans. But that was when uh, you remember Zack Snyder had to leave the movie because his, his child died, Joss Whedon took it over and made it awful. So then Zack Snyder comes back and puts out his own, like his cut, which was four and a, four hours, four and a half hours. It was four hours and two minutes. And I came home the day it came out at noon and watched it from noon to four. And that, instead of going from, it went from 39 or whatever to 71, and the audience went from 63 to 93. Ooh. Same movie, just his cut. Mm-hmm. And it added a couple hours and it gave a lot of context. So it was, it was really good. And I'm like, man, why couldn't we get that? Right. That, that, I mean, that movie. But because they can't, I mean, in their right mind, they can't really put out a four hour. You just can't. I mean, the Christopher Nolan, he can do this for Oppenheimer, but you just, people can't, their attention spans. Aren't yeah. How long is Oppenheimer? It's like three and like a half, three, isn't it? Three and a half. And I mean, that's fine because of the excitement for it, but even the Irishman, like, I love that movie. It would have been better if they cut 30 minutes off of it. There's just a yeah, lot of, great. there's just a lot of bullshit that wasn't needed. I don't need to know. And I, I know you don't, uh, I mean, you're not going to sit there and watch a four hour Batman movie or justice league movie, but if you get a chance and can split it, like it just moves because you're introduced to all the different characters, which is what should have been done the first time. So, you know, who the flashes, you know, who Aquaman is, you know, who all these people are. You know, and it builds up to it in their fight with uh, Darkseid. It's pretty good. And they have one of the coolest cinematic scenes I've ever seen with the Flash running backwards and reversing time. Mm. Pretty neat. And uh, that was a that was a solid movie. I watched part of it. I think I had it on one night when I was working and watch, you know, would look up at clips. And I'm like, oh, shit, it's been four hours of me sitting here. <laughs> shit. Yeah. Well, been working too long. Time to go. Yep. And uh, this episode, we're done. Check out Sunday's episode where we talk about our favorite baseball players of all time.
So from the MLB. So that's this week. We're going to talk about our favorite baseball players, and it should be a quick episode because it's only me and Bear. So until next time, I am Alan from Philly. And as always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Terry from Tampa says, have a good day, brother. Mm-hmm.